Hi, welcome to Military Brats Podcast. We're your host. I'm Chloe. And I'm Juliana. You know, the other day, Chloe, I was really just thinking about our childhood and how we grew up and how strict our parents were. Oh my god, they were so strict. And it's also really crazy because I think we grew up so similar, but yet so different. And we have so Mm -hmm. many different stories and point of views on this subject. I know. Goodness. Right? I mean, I just like remember our time in high school. And I remember like when our parents first met, I swear that they they would like exchange punishments. No, they definitely definitely were doing that. My dad, Michael, and your stepdad, Brian. <laughs> Michael is my stepdad, too. Um, our dads, they would just, like, I, I want to say, like, at barbecues and, like, the military family functions, they would just, like, kind of get in their own world, and they would literally just talk about punishments. And I, like, I, I think know. It's, it's the funniest thing. I'm like, go talk about, like, sports or something. Like, go be normal. Like, why are you talking about punishments, you weirdos? It was their, like, form of entertainment, I swear. They were like, oh, ha, ha. It was always like, I could one-up you, though. Like, <laughs> like, well, I took her bed away. Well, I took her door off. And I'm like, oh, wow. Is I this... took her room away. <laughs> oh, literally. And I I just don't get it. But how did you feel about that, though? Like, <laughs> growing up like that, was that challenging? Oh, my God. Of course it was challenging. Um, I think when I was younger, I didn't really, obviously, I didn't really think much about it. Cause yeah. When I was younger, I didn't get into like too much trouble. Like, the worst I would do is maybe, like, lie or not want to, like, read or, you know, just, like, childish <laughs> things, I guess. Yeah. Um, But it was hard. It was the most hard when I think I got into middle school when it kind of was, like, the social aspect of things <laughs> where it's, like, you actually <laughs> want to hang out with your friends and you and your friends are actually trying to, like, go out and make plans I think that's when it actually became a problem to me yeah. okay, so it wasn't like when you were really young it was just more when Mm-mm. you got a little bit older and you needed <laughs> yeah when I just like wanted to hang out with my friends and like I don't know be a cool girl right like everybody wants to Brian, be cool Brian, nobody wants Brian was just stopping you he was like hey, I know <laughs> yeah he really was like I could have been like <laughs> what could you you have been like please tell us i was gonna say i could have been the coolest girl ever but i was like no i probably wouldn't have been like, like oh you you want to be cool today nope go back then no literally i swear that's how it was but tell me what you think was it hard for you or when did it get hard for you when was it kind of like shit my parents are actually strict i kind of just want to say how do i let me go back let me think about that um I feel like it was maybe middle school, but I kind of feel like I was always kind of doing stupid shit with my little brother. Like, Mm -hmm. probably just, like, dumb things. I would, like, I think I was just a kid, so, like, it would be as little as, like, writing writing on walls or doing some just dumb stuff. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's just, like, the little punishments. Yeah. We had some crazy punishments. Like, my dad was very creative, like we said. Um, But I did think it got a little bit worse more towards middle school and, like, the punishments... Mm -hmm got a little bit worse and then high school obviously when we met it was just like we were teenagers so I think they felt like they had to be more strict mm-hmm. and I'm like I don't even know what you call it I always told my parents I was like I just want you to know that the whole school thinks I'm on house arrest because you never let me go <laughs> 
Well, we were. They were like, you can't do anything. I feel like our every move was tracked. So when they say we were bad, I'm like, were we really bad? Were I we- know because I, I like think back to it and I'm like, well, obviously for me personally, I have some things. I'm like, okay, fair enough, fair enough. Like I, I see why. But then I think about like other things and it's like when I would get like a B in class, I would get my phone taken away. A B? That's a really good grade. <laughs> that's no, like a grade. I, I almost feel like they kind of just punished us for their own amusement sometimes. I kind like, of think so too. I'm not going to lie. Like you're just bored today. So you're just going to like, oh, she's grounded. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm just going to go. I'm going to go make her day bad. Right? Like I remember. Oh my God. I remember when I would be like at school and like I was rarely allowed to take my phone to school. Yeah. Just an FYI. And so, like, when I was able to take my phone to school, I remember, like, throughout the day, like, I would be, like, texting, you know, whoever it was, and then all of a sudden my messages just weren't going through, and it was because my parents <laughs> turned my data off in the middle of the day, and I was like, what the fuck? Like, why? Why? I, I know. And I'd be like, oh, this is so weird. Like, how come I, I can't go on the internet? Like, this is so weird. And I'd look, and I'd be like, no data. Like, they would just turn it off, and I was like, damn. Oh, my God. The times that they've done that to me, or they'll just be like, He'll, he'll delete all my apps. He'll put, like, the parent control on and he'll delete all my apps except, like, my phone call. My phone app. Mm-hmm. So I can't text. I can't do anything. He's like, well, you want your phone so bad. Well, here's your phone. But I'm like, I can't do anything on it. And he's like, well, that's I the know. Problem. I'm like, oh, I my know. goodness. And then, and then he's like, we didn't have phones when we were growing up. <laughs> so, I'm like, well, I do. So what do you want? What, what is it? Yeah. So adapt. <laughs> Learn to adapt and overcome. Isn't that what's being in the military is all about? Adapting yeah. and overcoming. So adapt. <laughs> To get, on the, get, on, get, on, get on the trends get on the trends michael come on now oh and brian I guess yeah both of them all parties <laughs> all of the parties okay but like why do you why do you think they raised us the way they did um we weren't bad we weren't bad so we weren't bad i think for me personally i think it was just because they knew that i was a boundary pusher and they didn't want me to push the boundaries as far as they probably could have like honestly if i think about it I could have been so much worse and I don't know if that's because of the like who I am or if it's just because of my parents and just how strict that strict they were that it really did make me want to push the boundaries even more. I also think it's because I'm a girl, you know? Oh, like, I agree. I agree. Like my parents have always said that like, well, you're a girl and all this stuff. And to me like that like it never mattered to me, but kind of like now that I'm older, I'm kind of like, okay, I understand their fears and I see somewhat where they were coming from but it's also like it was still very unnecessary well, and it didn't have, need to happen well you have an older sister Aliana. was she treated the oh, same yeah. oh yes oh yeah <laughs> not oh yeah as in like oh yeah I forgot about her but I think when I think about like my parents and punishment I always just kind of think of it as myself because my sister was not a boundary pusher me and my sister are like the complete opposite she's yeah. very introverted very to herself very like follows the rules and things like that so I think when they were kind of raising her and we're only two years apart mm-hmm. so I think like she kind of got into middle school and then when she got into high school they were kind of like oh like there's no problems like raising Juliana should probably be the same thing like she's not going to be wanting to do all these crazy things mm-hmm. and then I think I was just like completely opposite and they're like holy crap like we've never had to deal with something like this we're just going to put it on lockdown and hope that works and it totally didn't well I think when you went when we grew up and we constantly hear no, I kind of feel like in some aspects, we just wanted to do the opposite of what they said. Because it's just like, you're going to get mad at us anyways, so we might as well do it. It's like, ask mm-hmm. for, we'll ask for forgiveness, not permission, essentially. 
Yeah. But then the forgiveness was never given. <laughs> we didn't get forgiven. We just got grounded. <laughs> I know. I think I think in our heads, I think we were kind of just like, either way, we know we're going to get in trouble. So we might as well yes. do it for the experience. <laughs> do it for the experience. Oh, yeah. Right, though? I don't know. I mean, for me, I think the more I, I get to understand my mom now and my dad now, I think they did it because they thought it would. They thought what they were doing was right. And Mm -hmm. like living on base, there is a lot of, I say this, there's a lot of expectations. And for our dads also being in the military and being higher up in their rank, Mm -hmm. uh, I think they have to have a certain image that comes along with it. Do you know what I mean? So I think if they couldn't have a hold on us, how could they have a hold on their Marines? And I just think they really implemented that on us. I'm assuming, even them, I'm giving benefit of the doubt. I think that's yeah. From what I can gather, that's what I think was going on. And I think that totally makes sense because my dad was a drill instructor for a really long time, so he was always in charge of the young Marines and things like that. So I, I think it wasn't really his parent parenting style. I think it was more of his military style. So yes. I don't think. I mean, like my stepdad never had kids before me and my sister, and you know, like we weren't like we came with we came into his life when we were kind of already old oldish. I mean, we were like five or six, so like we were already like pretty established. And so for him, I think it took a while to get to know a parenting style. And I don't think he really did learn a parenting style. I kind of think what he took from the military and then implemented that. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that was I guess that see that's where we're similar is my stepdad had the same situation he didn't have kids mm-hmm. until he met my mom and then even then they didn't have kids for I think like three years after yeah he met my mom so me and my brother were being parented by him and I think that was challenging for him also like coming into like a parenting role and I think mm-hmm. sometimes it was very like oh I'm in the military like I you're right like I yell at all these guys all day so I'm gonna go home but it's like I think that kind of got mixed you know what I mean between yeah. what, what role does he need to fill at that moment? Mm-hmm. Oh, like, yeah. like, was he parenting them? But I yeah, I honestly, I don't think they like meant like any harm or anything. Oh. I think they they were just trying to do their best to protect us, and I think they really wanted to shelter us, especially because we are already living on base, and you know, especially when your kids are getting a lot older and like these are like your first kids leaving the nest and things like that. I really think it came from a good place. It just. Well, and our parents, feel that also, way. our parents were also really young. And I try to look at it that way, too. It's just like, I mean, I was the first. So I think my circumstance is more like all Yonics, except I was not. I was more of a boundary pusher, just like you. And mm-hmm. I, took, I took no as a yes, essentially. So, I agree. <laughs> um, but they were really young. My mom had me at 20. So I, I really can't falter. Do you know what I mean? I know, right? They do, what, like, yeah. they do what they think is best, and they live and they learn. Well, with that being said, you and I both have younger siblings, and I know they are definitely treated different compared to what we were, what we were treated like. So how do you feel mm-hmm. about that? Um, sometimes I definitely feel conflicted about it. I mean, my, me and my brother are at, we have a 10-year age difference. Um, and so when I kind of think about it, sometimes I do get really upset because it's like, he's allowed to do so many more things than I was allowed to when I was his age. Um, but I also really try and think of it as a positive thing more for my brother rather than me. And then my parents, I think it's very 
great that my brother's able to experience things and is able to be like super happy and is able to have the social life that he wants and he deserves and things like that. And when I think about my parents, I also think, you know what, maybe he is treated differently because my parents kind of, they lived and they learned. They learned that being super strict with Juliana, that did not work at all. She pushed the boundaries so much. Like, I'm sure it wasn't, I'm sure they weren't happy to like implement punishments and to like always discipline and things like that. So I think with my brother or what I hope at least is what happened is that they were kind of like, let me try a softer approach with, you know, with Dominic since he's younger and we can see how this plays out knowing that being super strict didn't really work for Juliana. Well, and everyone has different personalities. Like you said, you and Aliana are completely different. So Mm -hmm. for all you know, the older Dominic gets, he might just be more easygoing than you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He, might, he might not push those boundaries. I know. I also think, like, um, I think my brother could be a boundary pusher. And I think it really depends on how you're raised. Because I don't think, I don't think I was born to be a boundary pusher, no. for sure. Because now that I'm an adult, I definitely don't be, I don't push the boundaries. Sometimes I'm actually really scared of getting in trouble for, like, whatever it may be. Like, if it's, like, with my job or if it's just, like, you know, with That's the police. Or, because yeah. of because of our parents they really enforced at such a young age that like what you do has a consequence so like I'm telling you not to do this and then if you do it anyway you are going to experience this and I think that's probably been very beneficial though in our like adult life because that's Mm -hmm. consequences at the end of the road not oh like just it's just not yellow do you know what I mean it's red yeah we'll get in trouble yeah oh totally yeah and so that's exactly what I mean like maybe my brother won't be a boundary pusher just because he's had like the opportunity for him to like, you know, for my parents to say yes, like, go ahead, Dominic, go do that. Like, that's yeah. totally fine. Um, so yeah, I think that's like, really the the difference is that I think they're just taking it with a different approach to maybe see a different outcome than what they did with me. They're also creating like a open space. Do you know what I mean? It's more of an open relationship. And it's not like, no, not as many secrets, essentially, which I think is very mm-hmm. healthy for any relationship, especially with your parents. Mm-hmm. I think so too. Yeah. Um, And I have like, kind of not and I have kind of talked to my mom about it. It wasn't very nice when I talked to her about it, of course, because sometimes I'm not the nicest when it comes to my mom. But I was kind of just telling her, I was like, don't treat Dominic the same way that you treated me because, and I literally said, I was like, do you want another me? Do you want a mini me? No, you probably don't. So don't do it. And I think that kind of really sat with her and yeah. kind of like made her think like, shit, I really don't want another Ooh. Julia. Like, Dominic you know. is also a boy. So like we said, I think there's a lot of like, how do you what's the right phrase I don't want to say different expectations yeah, okay thank you there's a lot of different expectations when it comes to like raising a boy versus a girl and I guess I experienced mm-hmm. that firsthand because me and Jordan are 15 months apart and we we basically grew up as twins and like in high school I would do something and then I'd get in trouble and then he would do it like a year later and it's just like oh it's no big deal and I'm like how is it not a big deal you just reminded me I was grounded for like weeks but Jordan can do it yeah right I know I see that's like where I get like so conflicted where I'm just like I want to be so mad and I really want to hold on to that that anger but I sometimes I just feel like I don't have the right to because it's like I saw this thing somewhere that said don't get so mad at your parents because they're still learning how to live their life too like this is still their first life that they've lived such a good quote you know I know and like so whenever like I get really mad at my parents I always try and like say that to myself and kind of remind myself of it because it's so true like my parents are still living and they're still learning and they're still trying to navigate their life and each year it's always going to be a new year 
adding with new elements and whatnot. Yeah. Tell me about your younger siblings, Chloe. What do you think? Do you think it's like you and Jordan were like kind of raised similarly? And then like your younger siblings? Yeah. Are they so raised differently? A great question. Me and Jordan, like I said, we are very, very close in age. Um, and me and him were brought up very similarly. We've had the same punishments. I kind of feel like at a young age, we were kind of partners in crime. He was my OG partner in crime. Now Juliana is. But initially, yeah. initially, he was my partner in crime. We kind of did everything together. Like he would take the heat. I would take the heat kind of thing. And I think um, obviously as we got older, though, like I said, the punishments got a little bit different because I was a girl. He was a guy. And I just think there was definitely def- definitely like different standards for each of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now for the younger ones, because of that big age gap and where my parents are at in life, my dad, he got out of the military, I want to say two years ago. So now he's like a stay at home dad and my yeah. mom works full time. So I think that played like a huge role in like now how they're being raised. Mm-hmm. And then my mom says it all the time. My dad got soft. God. Why, yeah. Michael? Why? I know you're going to listen to this. I agree. Soft. <laughs> Juliana knows he got soft. Like, we'll be talking to him now, and it's just like, are you the same guy from high school? Are you the same man? Like, where is he? Do you know what I mean? I know. <laughs> he is like a whole new spe- like species right now. Like, right when he got out of the military, I think it just like, his like actual self is coming out, and I really love it. <laughs> I think he's really coming out of his shell, too. And I think maybe that's like, just like a military thing. I think you really distance yourself too just from like everything and I think that's like a conversation my mom and I have all the time it's just like he was always deployed my stepdad's been deployed nine times mm-hmm. um, so I think like when you're constantly doing that I feel like you come back you don't want to you get too settled and then you have to leave again and I just feel like that's a that's very hard like that do I really want to get super close or do I really want to open up like I don't I don't really know how he's feeling I can't say how he's feeling maybe we'll have to have him come on and tell us for himself but I know. I think that would be great, too, because when I think about it, I feel like I don't really know that much about my dad's, like, career in the military. Like, I, like when people would ask me, oh, what does your dad do in the military? I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, I think he, like, looks at a map and he, like, tells them when to drop the bomb. But, like, I'm still... I know. I would always say, I would have, I think he, like, shoots down planes. I, I don't know. <laughs> yells at people. He just does push-ups all day and yells at people. Yeah. Like, when he was a drill instructor, that was so easy to say. Yeah, he just yells at the young Marines and tells yeah. them to drop and give him 20. <laughs> That's usually what I'm saying. Um, but I guess back to the question. Um, my dad was more of the reprimander than my mom, my whole upbringing. Yeah. Um, I don't know why. I think when me and her talk, like I said, he was always deployed. And I do have younger siblings, and there was that big age gap. So when he was deployed, me and my brother, Jordan we kind of helped my mom raise my younger siblings. So I feel like mm-hmm. we had our own little system, essentially. So it'd be like, I get a sibling, my mom gets a kid, and then Jordan gets the other sibling. So we always have mm-hmm. like a little a thing that worked. And then we never got in trouble. We, no, she never punished us. Or it would be like one of those things that was like, okay, you fucked up, like, go do a tour. What do you, what, what do you mm-hmm. think the punishment should be? But it was never something severe. Mm-hmm. And then I think, he would go on employment. That's what we would do. Then he would come back and it was like, we never got punished until he would come home. And it was just like, mm-hmm. he was trying to find his way back into like, you know what I mean? Back into society. Yeah, his place, like his how place did, in the family. How did he fit in our family? And like, I think it was a very big adjustment because we had, we already, we already had a whole thing going on. And I think just adding him back into the mix was very, very complicated for all of us. Cause it's just like, so do we still help with the kids? Is that your job? Like, what are we doing? Like, 
Mm-hmm. And we did start acting up a lot because as I said, that's happened so many times. That's, that's a huge adjustment for a child. So yeah, yeah, he was the punisher. <laughs> I would, yeah. Well, I'm like trying to think about it. And I'm like, for me, um, when, whenever my dad was deployed, I think it was a little bit easier for like the whole family, me, yeah. my mom, my sister, and my little brother. I don't know why it seemed to be easier. It seemed to be like more peaceful or like calmer, I feel like. Um, I really don't know why. I want to propose Go. this idea to you. Maybe it's because obviously Dominic was a new addition, but it was it was always you, Aliana, and your mom prior. Mm. You know what I mean? And I think that's a big thing for me, Jordan, and my mom is because we were we will always have a special relationship yeah. that like not all of us will have. Same thing with you oh, yeah. and Michelle. It's the same thing. Oh my god, you're so right. I've actually never thought about it that way. Like I've just yeah. Okay, now that you say that, I'm like, yep, that's exactly what it is. Like you're what totally right. For me, I think the punishment really depended. Like it was either my mom or my dad, or sometimes they would even have the conversation because I'm not going to lie. Like adjusting to my stepdad was extremely challenging for me, extremely challenging. And so I would constantly kind of throw it in his face and be like, who are you to me? Like, you can't tell me what to do. You like type of thing. And definitely wasn't nice. And it definitely, I could understand like how it hurt him and, I could see how that totally impacted our relationship now. And it's so much more better. I feel like now that I'm older, I could kind of understand more. Um, so like, I think that was very difficult for my mom and my dad to kind of navigate. And it's kind of like, well, if she feels this way, how can I like tell her what to do? And how is she going to listen to me? So I feel like at times it really did fall all on my mom. And yeah. so that's why I feel like sometimes me and my mom have such a complicated relationship because sometimes she did have to be my mom and my dad just for me because my sister was like so much more easier like with the transition I think she was older so she was able to understand a little bit more um well she's more of a go go person you you've always like we said I think honestly I think you would have always been a boundary pusher your personality is very much like like that I guess I don't know how else to describe yeah like kind of just like I kind of want to do what I want to do I think and if someone tells you the opposite you're like why Give me, yeah, you, like, give me a reason why. I don't mind them being treated differently. Obviously, like, I'll be, I'll laugh now. Like, I'll hear, like, what my stepdad, oh my god, for those who don't know, we both call our, our stepdad's dads, so it might be a little confusing, but they are dads. Yeah. That's what we call them. I think, yeah, I think you and I kind of go back and forth. We flip-flop we between it. We do, but when we say dad, we we were talking about our stepdads, it's, that's, that's what we do, mm-hmm. but, um... Like, after I hear the stories about how he, like, punishes now or, like, what he lets slide and what doesn't, I just laugh. And I'm just, like, interesting. Interesting. So, <laughs> my life a living hell. But then these mm-hmm. kids don't even have to do shit. Okay. Make it make sense. But whatever. If my siblings are happy, then they're happy. And that's just my opinion at the end of the day. Yeah. I think you and I are both pretty good at that. At just being, like, very understanding for our siblings I think we do it more for our siblings than we think we do yeah well like I would do anything for Dominic 100% same here I basically raised my siblings they should call me mom (laughs) they should call me mom (laughs) no I'm just kidding my mom's really my mom's amazing so she Mm -hmm. deserves all the credit I'll let her have it okay well with that being said um how do you think it's impacted you like how do you feel about that now all of it looking back um looking back at it sometimes I still get like frustrated and I'm still angry about it sometimes but I think I'm a little bit more understanding and I say little 
she's she's really sour if you guys couldn't tell (laughs) yeah i'm like a little bit little tiny bit understanding um but i the way it's impacted me i think sometimes i get like a lot of anxiety if i do something that i wasn't supposed to do like um for my job like if i forget to like respond to somebody in an email or like i take a really long time to complete a task or something like that and it wasn't like sometimes I just get so much anxiety that they're going to get so mad at me and I'm going to get yelled at or something like that. So I think that's probably the one biggest impact it's impact it has had on my life now is that I get a lot of anxiety if I think I might get in trouble. Like if my bosses email me and they're like, we want to talk to you. I'm like, you're like, what did I do? What did I do? Yeah. I literally will not stop thinking about it for days on end until the conversation happens. And it's usually just like a pat on the back or like, Hey, make sure you're doing this or whatever. Nothing really negative. So you just kind of like think if someone messages you like that way, you're just like, you always go to like negative. You're just like in trouble. I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense. Guys, gosh, the text we would get from our parents or the conversation this it was like the conversation starter. I don't even know what it was, but you just knew the look in your parents' face. And you you were, just knew. I know you automatically. I know you could literally be in like a public setting, and like I would like I don't know be goofing off. My mom would just give me one look, and I'd be like, "Shit!" As soon as we get home, I'm getting, I'm getting it. <laughs> like I'm like going through your phone, deleting all the bad stuff now. <laughs> I'm like, shoot, it's happening. Your dad looks back. He's like, "What are you deleting?" I'm like, "I'm not deleting anything." Oh my god, mm-hmm. God, her. And it wasn't even like we were really doing bad stuff. I mean, they'll probably beg, they'll beg to differ, but it wasn't even really that bad. It's just like you make one comment or you say something bad or you, you know what I mean. You're just a teenager, but it was oh, just totally. like, one text could make you like could end up or it could ruin your day. <laughs> it could ruin your week. Let's be real. It could ruin your week. I know. Like or like when you're like out with your friends and I see that I have like five missed calls from my mom. It was done. Not going out for a month after that. She's dead <laughs> ass. Like I just I just know that like in that social yeah. setting I would look and I would just be like my mood would totally shift because I'm ready like, to go home now. Because it's just mm-hmm. like, you know what's coming. Like it yeah. was it was a lot. It was definitely a lot. But I mean, there was the negatives, but, like, how do you feel like you benefited from that parenting style? Like, looking at your adult life, what are some, like, life skills and habits you picked up based off of that? Benefited? <laughs> don't say it like that. Gosh. Fine, I'll go first. I don't know. I'll go first. Yeah, please go first, because I, I gotta think yeah, about I that. Like, the face she made. It's not. Yeah, no. <laughs> I think... I has really benefited me and Juliana I know you're the same way in this aspect we are very very independent we don't rely on a lot of people obviously we are in long-term relationships but besides that we work we always worked our asses off we pay our own bills we knew if we didn't go into the military it was college correct Mm -hmm. and we went to college we luckily we both got our dads gave us their post 9-11 benefits that helped pay for Mm -hmm. school school, oh for sure love loans but it definitely took out a chunk, but mm-hmm. that was really the only help we got. And we kind of knew, like, if you're going that route, that's on you. And yeah, it was it was like a sink or swim type of situation. And we both we both moved. I would say you moved farther than me, but I moved to Northern California where like no one lives either. You moved to Washington, but like Northern Washington. We kind of yeah. did our own thing. And I feel like growing up in like, not growing up, but going to college in this area where no one really relates to the military lifestyle. I talk to people and I'm like, wow, I am a bad bitch. I'm like, you don't do that? Yeah. You don't pay for your own bills. You don't pay for your own car. You don't pay for any Mm -hmm. of that. What? I'm like, what is happening? And 
I think that I, I will give my mom kudos. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't, yeah. I don't think we would be as independent and as willing to take risks. I think too. I think we're more willing to take risks than we, than like our peers or something. No, I agree. I think we're also, yeah, we're willing to take that jump and we're willing to do whatever we can to like, I also feel like what we, we, want. we wanted to prove our parents wrong. Like, honestly, they were, they, they did not believe in us. And I'm saying this right fucking now. Our parents were like, these girls are trouble. I guarantee, that's what Michelle always called us, trouble, trouble, trouble. I, trouble. You guys are trouble. And look at us now. Like, we are, we, we are doing, we're doing great. We're doing great. I just graduated. You're about to graduate. I have a corporate mm-hmm. job. Like, you're doing good. Like, I don't think they thought this is where we would be at all. I agree. But I like to prove my, my family wrong. I also think another benefit is I am very routine driven now. Like, if I could get myself on a routine, like it's over like I'm unstoppable if I'm on a routine if not (laughs) if I'm not on a routine then okay like not so unstoppable but like totally I'm very routine driven and it kind of took me a little bit to kind of figure out but once I figured it out I was like yeah routines definitely work for me oh my goodness I can't 100% say I'm not routine at all I oh really habits I did not pick up and I think it might have been just because of how routine my life was I think some people go Mm. like you went the routine route and I was like I hate the routine I can't do anymore and I'm yeah but then another aspect if you know me I I am very routine my mental like my my mental state do you know what I mean I feel like I to be super like put together structured I think I think that's what it is you structure yeah I think you and I are both very routine and structure oriented with like a give and take you know what I mean yeah like because I'm not gonna lie sometimes I'm not very very routine but I think when I think about it it's like I want to be a teacher and school was probably my only routine that I like my one routine that like was so consistent even with the moving so kind of just like thinking about that like geez is that the whole reason why I want to want to become a teacher just so I have a routine (laughs) like (laughs) but you're like built to be a teacher like if anyone really knows this girl deep down she's meant for the teacher life I'm built for the teacher life like shoot this is where I'm going <laughs> like I better be built for the teacher life. Oh gosh so it really does sound like although we look at all of the negatives there was a lot of benefits to the way they raised us but who better to actually elaborate on the way we were brought up than our moms so welcome our moms to our podcast good morning hi, welcome. hi baby welcome to our podcast thank you <laughs> Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, where do we start? Long time no see. Yes. Hi. How long has it been since you guys have actually seen each other or talked? Uh, Since they let PCS probably to Oceanside. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We were like 29. Wow. Yeah. Like 32. A few years. Oh my goodness. That's wow. Cool. Okay, well, we want to start by having you guys like introduce yourselves and giving a little short bio just so the people listening get a little understanding on who you are. So who wants to start? I will, I guess. Um, Chloe's mom, Brandy. Hi. Um, I'd say Marine Corps veteran, uh, spouse of Marine Corps veteran, retired, uh, 16 years of being a military spouse. Whoa! Amazing. And Charlie oh. retired. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a little All right, in. mom, you are up. What's your short bio? Michelle, I'm Juliana's mom. I'm a mom of three. I'm a military spouse, um, and 
I have been a military spouse for, oh geez, I don't even know how long. I'm going to say, I'm going to say <laughs> 15 years. I don't know. I lost track. Of <laughs> long time. It's way been a long, long Way too long. So our first question. Okay. We want to know what kind of parenting style did you guys grow up with? Who do you want to start? I'll start. Um, um, oh. I grew up in a authoritarian kind of I'd say authoritarian um, my parents were that way but I think it also was more cultural because we're older we're like in our 40s so that was very standard but growing up that way and then being for me being a military person which is also a very authoritarian authoritarian atmosphere because it was a hierarchy you couldn't disagree with your commanding or anyone above you and then I think that kind of played into how I started parenting. Um, I don't. I think it was wrong, completely wrong. Um, I didn't change my parenting styles until I would say probably 2018, when my kids uh, were teenagers, and I went to for my master's in psychology, and I learned I was doing it wrong for so long. But as a as a person, or you only go off of what you knew as a child moving into an adult. You you yeah. use everything that you were given. So it was very bad. I, I hate it. I, I feel horrible about being that, that way. I'm glad you feel that way. Changing the past. Okay, we're changing the past. Well, what about you, Michelle? What kind of parenting style did you grow up with? Um, I'm actually a first-generation Filipino-American. My um, mother immigrated from the Philippines and similar to what Brandy was saying, it was kind of a very old school style of parenting. Um, growing up, we actually weren't allowed to do much. I would say we weren't even really allowed to be kids um, because in my mom's culture, like as a child, you had a job. You had a job to do. There wasn't really much time for play and stuff. So um, growing up, we didn't really have very much fun. Um, we did fun things sometimes, and I feel like that really... Um, that really was the, the ground for my parenting style when, when the girls, so Aliana is my oldest, Juliana is my, um, my second. When they were little, it was kind of, I was young. I was a young mother and I was young with them. We were kind of growing up together and I don't think I had the parenting tools to be the parent that I wanted to be, similar to what Brandy was saying. Um, so I was very strict and very, um, very much like we have things to do. There wasn't really much time. Like I wanted them to have fun and play, but it was yeah. still like you put your toys away, you clean up after yourself, you do all these things oh, and yeah. you do yeah. immediately. Um, so I think I was very strict. And like, like Brandy was saying, I did have a change in my parenting style as well. And my girls see it. And I think they're kind of a little bit envious because their yeah. little brother who's um, 10 years younger than Juliana yeah. kind of a different version of me um and a different version of a, a mother and a parent so yeah. so um, yeah it's very much evolved um I think parenting is very much a, learned you learn with your kids and you know my two older ones they had to learn the harder way I guess yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah so I wouldn't really say I'm envious um I just think I I don't know. I would say more resentful. 
than envious because I am really happy for Dominic and I really want him like I'm so happy that he's able to do the things that I wasn't able to do but I think the one thing that kind of stops me from being resentful is just thinking about that this is also both of your guys's first time living your life and you guys are both still learning and evolving and so kind of just thinking about that it's like you guys haven't been around for as long as we think or we thought that you are and you guys are all still like you you're both still learning you know so just yeah, yeah. Thinking well, about that. <laughs> what I think about it is Chloe's 21. I had my second child by the time I was 21. And I got pregnant literally with my ex husband, literally probably two months after we met and got married. So it was, we were babies having babies, raising babies, and you didn't know, like she said, you grew up together and you, you were so many emotions. I mean, you don't know. You're, you have to put your kids in front. You have to be a parent. You have a job. Yeah. It was hard to, it's a struggle. And finances at that point, probably like mine, you weren't making a good amount of money. So you had so many other factors that stressed you out. And and maybe I, I could be off, but being a stricter parent, it gave me some, some symbol of control over a little bit of what was going on in our crazy, chaotic lifestyle. Yeah. Because I divorced from Chloe's dad very, very young which added another layer of stress, but because I, I didn't say it earlier, I have five kids. Chloe's the oldest of five. And then, but the majority of us growing up and Chloe and I talked about this earlier today was it was more her, me and Jordan, we battled the world together. And it was very hard when my husband came back into play because he would segregate himself off six months before deployment, six months back, we had our routine and he was a spitfire and I, cause he's severe PTSD and he never grew up talking about emotions or being disciplined. And so we walked eggshells a lot. And so it kind of, we could see the weird didactic um, relationships when they were growing up. And now my husband, when, since he retired, seeked therapy, did all those great things. And he realized in the last two years that his parenting style was way wrong and so now he went from far right to far left and now we're trying to come back mm -hmm. in the center with the marines i think it's like heightened and it's exponentially like like just crazy they don't talk about feelings and they're just they're just men and they're men 24 7 and you know around their kids they got to be tough and i don't think they really know how to turn that on and off when they come home work and and that's a that's a huge thing with military kids um having to learn how to deal with that and and i do see um a lot of the little kids like in the neighborhood you know i'm older and i've seen i've raised two kids and i've seen it and i see a lot of the kids going around and they're kind of you know aggressive and i'm like you know and i could step back now being older and see things and being like that's a learned behavior at home um so i think i mean I'm super excited for Juliana and Chloe on this podcast journey because there's so much to talk about. And, um, yes, there is. and it's like, you know, I just, I just hope other young parents who were, we were in those shoes one time, they could definitely, you know, step back. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. Like days are, days are very long, but you know, they say that years are short and here we are, we've got adult kids like doing a podcast. And yes. they're having us a guest on their podcast. Like, who would have thought? <laughs> I, I, I must admit, because when I say I, when I came home from one of my classes in, in psychology, when I would drive an hour and a half, and like I said, kudos to Jordan and Chloe, because my husband was a, was an ITX instructor. So 
I never relied on him. When all the littles were in school, Chloe and Jordan would pick them up from school, make them dinner, make them do homework, bathe them. And I was in school an hour and a half away until 11 o'clock at night. So Chloe and Jordan, like I said, were my rock. And I can't remember coming home from this specific class and saying, Chloe, Jordan, I am so sorry. I have failed you as a parent and how I, 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 I've talked to you and how I've treated you. And that was when I think we started at the turn. I think you were what Jordan was a sophomore. Chloe was a senior, uh, junior. And, and I was like, I failed you. And we started the no judgment rule where, Hey, no judgment came in play was like, you you need to tell me what type when you say no judgment i had to set their way i'm like so am i the mom hat or am i the listening ear what type of person and do you want me to respond to what you're telling me and when that came out you do sky was the limit of what was going to happen and you had and i i and it wasn't always pretty it wasn't always but it was very dumb it definitely started like a good foundation though for us coming to college i think i'll call you and i tell you the most well you probably don't want to hear i tell you too much shit i wouldn't change it because i i feel that that was a good stepping point because you and jordan both call me two to three four five i mean i probably talk to you guys every day two maybe two yeah. you know five minutes ten minutes but you guys feel like you want me to be included and i I love it. I love that you guys take the time. And I usually let you call me because I don't know your schedules are so busy. I don't want, you know, on the weekends I'll call. Yeah. But I don't think if we changed our behavior as parents in my household, that this would be the way. I don't think you guys would be as open. No, I agree. Mm -hmm. I agree. Well, with that being said, we are curious before marrying our stepdads, you guys were both single moms for a time. What was that like? And then obviously you, I think from talking to Juliana, Michelle, you were also previously married to um, an mm-hmm. army guy. So you, you've been in the military world for a long time. So then you guys divorced, then you got back with another military man. So I feel like, what was that like for both of you guys? That's yeah. Different. I also, I feel like in this like time timeline right here, I feel like you, Brandy and Michelle, I feel like you guys both had a very similar experience, especially as a single mom so I would love to hear your your side how was that how did that happen and how did that go how did it feel all of it let <laughs> <laughs> um, me to go first okay for me I met my ex-husband we were MOS school together and then we went to our first duty station and got married 18 got pregnant months later um it was struggle because I also married someone that was very greedy, very, everything had to be about him. Anytime money was spent, it had to be equal Chloe, equal him. So I felt like I was raising two kids. And then I found out I was pregnant with Jordan. And then I got stationed at my second duty station when my ex-husband didn't want to be, he was supposed to get out of service. And then while I was up there and I wasn't even there probably three months and he cheated mm-hmm. and in my family's culture, you didn't leave on a happy marriage. You stayed together because that was a, a I, can't, I grew up with Spanish grandparents. Um, but the only thing that you got to go away with is if there was infidelity, because I could not, I would not want to put my kids in a divorce situation because I came from a divorced household. And so, but we did, and I was up there and then we struggled with parenting styles or lack there of a parenting of, 
approached between my ex-husband and myself. And then I eventually got stationed at Camp Pendleton close to my ex-husband so he could actually see our kids more equally. That didn't happen very much. Um, but we'll leave that one a different story. I don't want to ruffle feathers. Um, but it was hard. I mean, but I always, from when I had Chloe, my goal was always as a parent to always put my kids first. And I still do to this day. My kids are my first and my last thing. I, I, I put them before even my marriage. Because to me, my kids will always be present. He can come and go, but my babies are my babies. Mm-hmm. And like Chloe, if Chloe ever calls and says, hey, mom, I need you to come here, I'd be on a flight in in a second, you know. And same thing with Jordan. I'm going to help him move his wife across country while he's in in school for the military before he gets his first duty station. And I wouldn't change any of it because my kids are my life. Mm-hmm. But it was a struggle, I'm going to say. Financially, it, and it's, a, it's an emotional struggle. Um, but that's how you grow as a person through your struggles, not so much your success, you know, how, your success, your struggles, which make you a, a de- and define you. Mm-hmm. In my- yeah. No, what I'm about not- you, mom? So um, I met, um, my girls' dad being, um, young and dumb and having fun. <laughs> I, I met, I met him at a club. I'm not, you know, <laughs> girl. <laughs> Michelle back in her early 20s you know and um I thought I knew him I thought like I loved him I got pregnant with my oldest and still that old school style of parenting that I was raised on you get pregnant you get married you raise a family the end um so I'm glad my girls have the tools to know that that's not necessarily how relationships and life's work life works anymore it's not linear um, so I feel like we're kind of hitting all the military stigma, like wickets, um, where we've got the toxic mas- masculinity going, we've got the infidelity in marriages, the young marriages, yeah. um, we have all these things. So, so basically that's what happened. Um, I got pregnant, we got married, we tried to make a family work. There's some infidelity involved. Um, and so I decided, you know what? This isn't, this isn't okay. And I was glad that I recognized that even though I was a young parent, like I was raising my, my girls in this household with, um, infidelity and anger and terrible parenting. And I, and the girls were young, they were four and six when I left. And I was like, you know what, I'm not going to raise my girls to think that this kind of environment is okay. So, so I left and, um, that's what I met. Well, actually, I didn't meet. I knew Brian, um, the girl's stepdad. I've known him since junior high school. We grew up together. And in my mind, I was like, you know what? I did this wrong the first time around. I um, I married a stranger. I met this strange person that I didn't even know. So then when I took a step back, I was like, you know what? I've known Brian since we were kids. I think we were 13 years old when we met. And I was like, okay, this is different. This is going to be different. But the fact that he was in the military and he was going to be away, that kind of um, made me take a step back. Because when I was growing up, so my dad was also in the military, which is funny because then Brandy and I also have children in the military. (laughs) So it's it's, it's, life comes full circle. It's just the irony 
there. Um, my dad told me one thing, and my dad passed away when I was 16, but one thing that really stuck out in my head was he had told me and my sisters, we're four girls, he's like, never marry somebody in the military. And we were, we were too young to understand, so I don't think he really gave us the ins and the outs of why we shouldn't. I remember my dad being gone away. Um, he was in the Navy, so he was out to sea quite a bit, and my mom was on her own raising us. And so in my mind, I was like, that's what it is. My dad doesn't want me to marry a military guy because they're going to be gone all the time. So when I met Brian, I was like, wow, he's, he's gone a lot. And then I was like, and my dad was like, never do this. So I was like, I, I didn't listen to that the first time. I was like, maybe I should listen to this the second time. Um, so it actually took Brian and I a long time to get married. We lived together and he was great with the girls. He was a drill instructor. He was gone a lot, um, that, that whole thing. Um, but we eventually got married. I wanna say five years after we were together, we, we got married. We, I was like, I'm not doing this whole marriage thing again. <laughs> But then I was like, I guess this is the role and that TRICARE is looking real good. No, just <laughs> Very expensive. Old are expensive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Relating injuries are expensive. Yes, yes. <laughs> I got two kids and they need that TRICARE. No. <laughs> That's funny. Um, but the girls is um, biological dad. Um, he was not really in their life. And I just kind of saw that Brian took a more active role. Mm -hmm. He wanted to be in their lives. And by all means, this is probably another podcast for another day. Um, definitely a, probably a whole episode in its own, the transition of bringing another father figure into their lives. It was huge, a huge dynamic on our marriage, a huge dynamic for the for the girls, I felt terrible because they were my priority. They still are my priority. And I didn't want them to feel like I wasn't choosing them anymore. So, like, it's been a journey. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it has. sounds like it. Gosh. I just want to say I'm proud of both of you guys for getting out of messy relationships that didn't work and mm -hmm. finding something that does work for you guys and raising us. You guys are very strong women. That's all I got to say. Yeah. I also want to say you guys are such great role models as well. And I really thank both of you for showing us what we, you know, like what is not okay and what, what is okay. Uh, because I definitely feel that way to this day. Like I'm, I'm, I'm a very much like, if that's not going to work for me, then bye, like leave. I don't need it then. And I think that really came from my mom, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Oh my goodness. No, it is crazy. Cause I feel like I've known you, Michelle, for so long. Like when you think about it, we just, me and Juliana just had seven years of friendship. That's a long time to like have known you and vice versa. You knowing my mom, I think that's just mm -hmm. a time period. Like we said, going through high school together and then going through college. Like I wasn't even in my first marriage for seven years and you have <laughs> been there longer. Wow. <laughs> Look at you, Chloe, you're hitting records. <laughs> No, I mean, it, it is. I, I, I'm glad you guys, you, know, you guys worked through a lot in your guys' friendship. And, and I think that's what's a lot, what's wrong with a lot of your guys' generations. You guys give up too easy mm. on friendships. You guys don't put in the work. And, then, and that's also with, with, with relationships and you guys being in long lasting relationships. You can't take the easy way out. You have to talk. You have to communicate. And you guys sometimes would go, I, I know, months with, or years between having conversations. And you know what? That's okay. 
No, yeah. Because true friendship will come back into play and you'll pick up just like you guys haven't even missed a step. No, I oh, yeah. worked out very well. I mean, it's the same thing it for did. our families. We were just talking about how so much has changed and it's just, it's like a comfort, comfortability, I guess. Like even when I went to Hawaii to visit you, Michelle and Brian, I haven't seen you guys in so long. And it was just like, oh, I felt right at home with my ribs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> ribs. <laughs> My ribs. And then, Juliana, you went to dinner or lunch with my mom and dad lunch. when they came to visit you. Yeah. Ah, look at yeah. how. Yeah. I drove an hour and a half just to have lunch with her, and it yeah. was a great lunch. When people ask, I'm like, you know, Chloe's like another daughter. She's just mm-hmm. part of the family, you know? And it, it's great. It's great that you guys have given us that. I know. You're like the, the two. You two had so much mischief. Oh. God, if, if one, it was the other. It was like we both knew because we would text each other. Her mom asking me, "Is Juliana at your house?" No. Oh, she said she was going over. No, mom said she was going to be at your house. <laughs> and then it's like, oh. and town was small, so you couldn't really go far in Twenty Nine Palms. So it was only a matter of time before you crossed the threshold. It was like mm. you would never do that. First of all, we were angels. Yes, <laughs> Well, we are Lies. we are curious. How would you define your parenting style back when we were younger versus how you parent the kids now? Yeah, great question, Chloe. Thank you. Thank you. I must say, what you do, do what you say, kind of a parent. <laughs> I mean, what? What you said is, I mean, I I have I don't like to mislead. So if I say I'm going to discipline you, you have to do something, and then you force my hand. I hate it. I hate it. It's one of my worst. Mm. But I will stick with what I say. If I say, hey, you're going to be grounded for a week if you don't do something or if you disobey or you do something, you know, it's not that we have, you know, parameters set and you purposely disobey. Yeah. I will give you the consequence because actions have consequences. And mm-hmm. I'm, a- <laughs> but that's one of my big things. But I'm, but honestly, I we really don't have to discipline. Like even Chloe and Jordan growing up, my older two, they really didn't get in too much trouble. Even you guys had some crazy wowsies, but I don't <laughs> think the majority was, I mean, I think we talked more of it out. And I think I usually let you guys choose your discipline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would let you choose your punishment. And shockingly enough, you would choose the one I would expect you to choose. You would choose and I was okay with that. And then Floyd daddy or daddy over here that decides he's going to be wanting to be parent role go over to the right to you know high into the right um yeah overboard I'm like stab it down we we have our thing and it was kind of hard you know when you have someone that's not home to try to parent and and get into your discipline or your routine it, it always did throw a little monkey wrench now he's retired ugh Michelle, <laughs> just you wait. Just you wait. It's a learning. It's a learning battle. Now he's having to to backpedal because he went from, like I said, being too far over parenting. Now mm-hmm. it's less parenting. Now it's like we're trying to have a happy medium with him. Yeah. Where he doesn't because we have a conversation last week, me, Chloe, and Jordan about how daddy has totally changed his his technique. I think I've stayed the same, honestly. I haven't really changed. Um, but like I said, they don't really get in trouble. You live out in the country in the middle of nowhere. There's nowhere to go. And it's, if it's not, it's too hot. You don't go. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. And for yeah. Um, mom, I was just kind of saying that I think it was kind of challenging just because I kind of, I felt like for you, you had to, well, for me, I feel like you had to be both my mom and my dad sometimes because the transition to like um, 
my dad being in my life or like that transition was extremely challenging for me. So I feel like sometimes you really did have to step in and be both parents. So how was that for you? And what would you say your parenting style was? Not going to lie. Juliana's teenage years gave me a run for my money. (laughs) Yep. So I'm like, oh, so whenever my friends have like little preteen girls, I'm like, oh, just wait, just wait. (laughs) But uh, Looking back on it, I think, you know, it's like now I was like, it was all age appropriate behavior. So I could put that all into perspective and be like, you know what? Juliana was not that bad. No, she was not. She was not what what I would think that I would want for a teenage daughter. But I think some of those were unrealistic thoughts. Okay, like I was gonna have this cute cheerleader, and she was gonna go cheer games, and then she was gonna go home, and you know we would watch movies together. Like that mm-hmm. is so unrealistic. She yeah. was. She's social, and she loves having friends, and she wants to go out, and I think the fear of um the fear of being a mother the fear of raising a child and all the stuff that's out in the world made me want to control her and control her behaviors and i feel like that kind of made my anxiety even worse knowing that um knowing that there's so much in the world but i stopped her also from doing so much that she had potential for because of me and how i felt so I mean, now it's like with Dominic, the sky's the limit for him. Kid, you want to do this? You you do what you want to do. He doesn't really he doesn't really get in trouble. I think he does need a little more discipline in his life, but it's hard for me. I'm not gonna lie. Watching both the girls leave my home two years in a two years, they were both gone, and I was just left with Dominic, and it was like a really eye-opening motherhood. Um, challenge for me not having that that them in the home that empty nest kind of feeling and so now I'm just kind of like taking it all in with Dominic um because I know how fast it goes like I don't know I still to some days I look at the girls like we went to Disneyland with Juliana and Chloe and Aliana and I'm like we're having margaritas we're having a good time and I'm like hold on these these are my kids. These were just yeah. little kids a couple years ago. And now like we're having margaritas at Disneyland <laughs> and they were trying to take pictures with the princesses. <laughs> just, life has changed so much. And it's like, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for, for the friendship Juliana and Chloe have. And I've got to see that, um, in so many different aspects. There was a time when Juliana and Chloe weren't friends. That probably happened every other week, but that's a whole nother story. That was boyfriend issues. Yeah. That's all age appropriate behavior. But when you through it as a parent, you kind of look and you feel like you're under the microscope and you're like, my child is this or my child is that. And you feel like you're doing all the wrong things as a parent. But it's like, these are things they've got to learn on their own. And I'll, and I'll never forget because when we were growing up, we weren't allowed to sleep in. And so I kind of like, that was like my parenting style that I carried on with the girls. And I'm like, you know what? It's 930. You're definitely not sleeping in. We're getting up. we got things to do. we got chores, whatnot. Um, and Juliana called me her freshman year in college and her dorm room, she was like, or her dorm roommate, she was like, mom, you will not believe it. 
it's noon and she's sleeping in and she hasn't made the bed. And I was like, Juliana was up in arms. She's like, I don't know what kind of parents she had, but I cannot believe she's not cleaning up after herself. She just sleeps all day long. And I was just so proud to know that, you know, just one little aspect of my parenting, like kind of stuck through with her and she just kind of appreciated that. Um, because I, I think it's important to start your day and you start with accomplishment, make your bed, clean up yeah. yourself, you know? All those life skills. And I think that's more, I don't know how, you know, I'm only, you know, my mom was very strict and clean, but I think in today's generation, the more, the most people I see that with kids are, you know, young kids, life skills are more military kids have more life skills because you're forced to be respectful. You're forced to all these certain behaviors because living on a base, you reflect your parents Mm -hmm. and hell or high water, pardon my mouth, military Marine kids will never disrespect your parent and make your parent look stupid. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) The sad part is, and you guys didn't dress crazy because you couldn't, you had to (laughs) crazy hair, massive amounts of piercings. I mean, and I think that helped you guys not get too far off yeah. the spectrum of today's generation. Cause well, when I went to your graduation, I saw some interesting. Well, we lived in a bubble. And then you come it to like a college that's not near any military base. Everyone does, mm-hmm. everyone does act differently. I think- so <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think coming to college was kind of like a culture shock. Like, yeah. oh my goodness. Yeah. Like, not everybody was raised like this. They kind of just do whatever they want, and it shows. <laughs> like, yeah, no, I. It agree. shows that they could do whatever. Good and bad. I mean, good and bad. No, even in my yeah, most, most kids your age, I think, like I said, being a military person, I think you guys are more structured. You're more goal orientated, yeah. and I can see where you have the free spirits that it's like, oh, I'm just gonna graduate. I don't have a plan, and then you guys are like, I've had a plan for a year. I know where I'm going to be. And I think that's also been very helpful mm-hmm. because growing up, you were always structured. And I think that also do with us moving so much as, I mean, every a year and a half in or a year, what, two years in, we already knew where daddy was moving to. You already you guys were just associate, starting to disassociate yourselves with friends because you were prepping to move. And I think that had a good play in the way you guys, you know, helped you guys, I think, become friends because you guys were so outspoken so open that you were used to moving and change and I think that does help you guys more besides just the new kids coming out of high school going into college you guys were used to uprooting that change and I think a lot of younger kids your age or freshmen they struggled with a lot of um, those changes because I remember Chloe having her freshman roommates and a lot of them struggling Chloe's like yeah this is nothing (laughs) I was 17 at that time too. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, people complaining. I was like, mm, cry me a river. Go away. <laughs> I'm yeah. going to be your friend then. You guys were very selective of of what type of drama you wanted to associate with. Yeah. And I really like that you guys were able to weed out well, the people who just were just. But it wasn't initially. I think we both had friends that like we are no longer friends with. And then we realized, hmm, yeah, they're not for the better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like it took it took a little bit to yeah. you know weed out, but eventually it happened. Yeah. No, eventually, eventually it did. Um, yeah, I'm glad you both did that with friends and not husbands. <laughs> oh, no, thank you. I know, sometimes I think about that too. I'm like, holy crap, my mom would already have two kids right now. Right? Yeah, my mom too. Gosh, I couldn't. Mm-mm. 
I know. They're so similar. <laughs> you guys are very, after hearing the stories, you guys are very yeah. similar. The, the few, those few years. But, even now. But to be, to be clear, this, but the way our, both of our stories are played, this is very stereotypical military lifestyle. Yeah. And I call it, it's actually culture. It is very common. Yeah. The wives get have babies and you really didn't work. Like I was, well, when I had Chloe, I was still active duty. So I worked and it was very, it was very hard. Mm-hmm. But the majority of military wives, they don't work because you can't count on your counterpart. You can't count on the support structure with your spouse. You, it was you and you only, or the friends that you make that helped you. Yeah. Or you just dealt with it. <laughs> but I mean, it, it really is. Um, but I'm glad you guys haven't fell in those footsteps from you guys and we like know that's not what we want and i yeah that's always taught us that too like you don't want this to be your life essentially not that it's bad yeah like we don't wait wait till you're older Mm -hmm. yeah i think like one thing my mom would always tell me is like we want more for you than we had for ourselves correct That's that's a good way to say that i love that and i think also to bring it back to you guys talk about parenting skills and I think the difference now, too, is because Chloe made a comment the other day about, oh, it's so different how I am. I'm like, you know, I don't parent you anymore. My job is not to be your parent. I'm your parent, but my job is to now I can be your friend. But when you're living in my house, I can I, I choose not to be your friend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not meant to be your friend. I'm meant to be your teacher, your role model. Yeah, totally. Hey, that's your support structure, but I'm here to teach you and mold you to be a to be a, a functioning member of society. Oh, no, now we're mm-hmm. friends. And now you guys are wonderful. Look at you. You're, you guys are exceeding <laughs> expectations. <laughs> be honest. Like, looking at us in high yeah. school, did you think that we would be college graduates and, like, where we're at in life? Oh, How yes, 100%. Oh, you think so? oh, really? 100%. I never doubted. I, I've never doubted. When Chloe made up, when Chloe, she gets it for me. When she makes up her mind, that's it. Oh, that, that's all. She was in the military, so I had to make this fucking. Work. No, no, <laughs> no. I could have never saw you in the Marine Corps. Yeah, when I was in high school, I was definitely like Brandy. Let's ship them off to Marine Corps boot camp today. She did. <laughs> that was day two. <laughs> we met. We're like, hey, how do we make it happen? How do we make it happen? <laughs> oh my god! But it was definitely not your path. Like, your brother would join the Navy because we, we wouldn't let him join the Marine Corps because he was too smart, and him being you know top of his class at at, at school and and getting a job that can actually succeed and make more mm-hmm. money than the two of us ever thought of at twenty four is blowing my mind. Mm-hmm. But but I, like. Again, you guys you both have different paths i know i also think it's super interesting that both like out of two siblings one of them went into the military my sister is in the military chloe's brother's in the military it's interesting for sure and then we didn't <laughs> and we didn't we chose oh, i mean i just don't think we were built for it like, I, let you join. I'm not gonna no. I can't see you in no. the military you and cammy's uh-uh unless it's a little sexy halloween costume but no <laughs> You can be a combat cutie, but that's it. But I guess to wrap it up, we just want to know, was there anything you would do differently? And what would it be? Mm, good question. Um, I would say that looking back on your guys' teenage years, maybe trusting you guys a little more, having a little more trust that yeah. you guys were able to make the right decisions 
Um, and, and I think it was also, uh, being confident in my own parenting. I didn't know how confident I was. Like, did I teach you the right skills? Did I teach you the importance of, you know, um, not being, I don't know. I don't know. I think a lot of it had to do with, um, I mean, I wouldn't say I want to change any of it because. I would have never learned what I know now if I if I changed my changed my approach. But I mean, I'm big on letting the kids try and fail, and I think that was a two-edged sword because I I trusted my kids until they broke my trust. And so when they, I'm not a big fan of getting lied to, and I can tell when you lie. Chloe's like me; you, she's a horrible liar. It's across your face. You you just exuberant the, the, the lie you could see it her body language spoke to you and and she would try to lie or juliana and it would be mom, like i'm that, like that's a mom skill i don't think the kids it, know tell you like we see you lying we yeah. get oozing I, yeah out. <laughs> and I about it and see to me with chloe it was like or jordan it was like can you repeat that like i heard you 100 i just want to see if you have the balls <laughs> play to my face and, and, and be real and be and, and own it, because I'm a big fan of owning what you do. If you're going to do it, own it. Yeah. You're going to lie, but at least, you know, apologize. But, um, but yeah, I mean, that, that's a learning thing But with you girls. But I think a lot of it, too, where we probably were so, when you're teenagers, we lived on a base. You're two gorgeous young girls around all these baby Marines that were 18, staring at you guys, Googling at the swimming pool. <laughs> I mean, there was no town. I mean, if you go out to town, you're going to the same eating places or you're at Walmart. There was nothing in between. I mean, yeah. Or you guys are going to the exchange just to hang out because you want to go to Jamba Juice. So, I, mean, I, I don't think it was not us trusting you. I think it was trusting the environment that you were in yeah. mm-hmm. to see if you would make the right choice. I mean, I never really <laughs> thought about it that way, but hearing you say that, it does make sense because we always thought it was us. We were like, Juliana yeah. always said that she was just like, I always felt different from the other kids. Like I wasn't allowed to do anything, but now hearing your point of view, like it wasn't you, it was the people around you. It makes yeah. a lot of sense, honestly, because we were in an environment where there was a bunch of men and we were like little, we were prey essentially. We were young girls, yeah. we were naive. We jail didn't pay attention. Gel bait. Just, <laughs> yeah. Gel <laughs> No, because I mean, think about it. I mean, and, and maybe it's because I, you know, grew up in the Marine Corps and I was the only female at my first duty station for quite some time. So being preyed upon by Marines, it, it always factored into you guys mm-hmm. because I was never sexually assaulted, but I was verbally assaulted many, many times in my time in the Marine Corps. And so knowing that, I think that gave me another stigma of I didn't hate Marines. I just hated their behavior because they didn't care. Or if you say no, because I would hear kid them doing that accosting verbally oh. all cute girls walking through the exchange and I'd be like you better stop that leave her the hell alone mm-hmm. keep walking yeah and because and they wouldn't stop I mean because they're on free they're just doing their own thing and they didn't care how it made you guys feel they just but you know this bump hey you know or I got her number I mean stuff like that happened all the time and let me tell you if a marine hurt my baby you'd be de- you'd be buried in the desert somewhere mm. No, I make sense. <laughs> we live trust me, we know where to bury you. Um, and trust me, I and, and the sad part is because a lot of these Marines that would come were in ITX with my husband and then they'd be like, oh, I know who your dad is. And then they'd turn and walk away. 
So it was too like the base was so small, they know who, who you belong to. Yeah. And some of them turn and walk away. No, I agree. But it's still, I mean, and then there's some that didn't. And like I said, and my husband was hired until he was crazy. He was crazy. Chloe was his, is his princess. That's his, his first baby. Because Chloe, well, when my husband and I met, we were, she was three and a half. Yeah. And so, to, and I remember her coming to my first day, putting her in preschool or, oh. or home, uh, home daycare before she started her preschool, right before he deployed. Because I wouldn't let my husband meet my kids until we got engaged. Yeah. <laughs> In the last podcast, Brian was listening to it and he's like, oh, funny, Juliana thought X, Y, Z, but the timeline was a little wrong because, hey, I didn't meet the girls until until I knew it was going to be a for sure thing. So when he listened to the first episode, he was like, oh, so I was like, I did that because I, no offense to my mom. She was a single mom too, uh, at, with four kids. Um, she had a lot of boyfriends growing up, and it was like, it was hard to navigate. And and because my mom at that time, no offense, mom, I know you're gonna hear this, um, but <laughs> but she was gone a lot of my, my my from like 14, 15 on. She wanted to have her boyfriends, and she wanted to because we could take care of ourselves, so mm-hmm. we would be independent. And I didn't want that for my kids. I didn't want to have no four or five of her boyfriends. Yeah. I didn't want my kids to have to go through that or or them trying to discipline me because I know my mom had a couple of boyfriends that thought it was their place to discipline me when I'm like, it's not your place to discipline me or tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. Know your role. Um, but so that I think also happened to why I'm such the type of parent I am too, where I, I put my kids first because I'm like, I don't, I never wanted my kids to to have to deal with all the different changes. Like we had enough change yeah. in the military culture to add another layer of stress yeah. mm-hmm. on the in my mind. Oh, it makes sense. Um, well, we appreciate you guys sharing all of this. It's been very insightful because I think there's a lot that me and Juliana didn't know. Because obviously mm-hmm. we know. But yeah, on a lighter note, we want to play a game. Okay. Yeah, we have a game for you guys it's called Whose Idea Was It? So we are going to share some of those crazy things we've done. Some of the things you may know, some things you don't know. And we yep. you guys- there might be some surprises. Yeah, we want you guys to guess whose idea was it? <laughs> okay. Interesting, interesting. Let's see. The first one. What's our first one? It's going to be when we egg someone's house. We egged someone's house. Whose idea was it? On base or out in town? It was on base. On base. A little, do you guys want a little backstory? Juliana. Oh. <laughs> it was Juliana. Because Juliana was me. <laughs> you guys want us to give you a little backstory for each one? Would that help? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Okay, so we ate someone's house. Whose house was this, Juliana? Um, It was an ex-boyfriend of Chloe's. And it was definitely my idea because he broke up with her on her birthday. I think it was my And I was like, okay. Chloe... That's not okay. I was like, you know what we should do? We should egg his house. And we actually stole the eggs from Brandy. We stole we stole your eggs. <laughs> you, you know how much eggs are these? Yeah. <laughs> uh, my question is, is this who I think it is without saying it was, anything? It was the guy who deserved it. We can call him a different name. Let's call him like Jack. But he lived right in the same neighborhood as Juliana and dad did not like him. He was not right. He did not like him. But anyways, that was Jill's idea. He deserved it. Moving he deserved on. it for sure. He definitely deserved it. 
I don't even think he could. Um, I don't think he could clean the egg off the window though. It was there for so. Yeah, no, it was like still there for a really long time. It's one of palms. It's probably hot as heck. So it's like with intense. So the next is driving to the little PX. That was the one right across from where I lived. We we lived like our little area, mom. You mean the little gas station? Yeah, it was like the little gas station one. Chloe, that's totally you. Okay, so. Oh, well, let's see. Mom, what do you think? Who who do you think it was? Chloe. <laughs> Guys, it was very difficult. Juliana, do you want to tell them the story about how so this was so stressful? I don't know why we did this. It was really stressful because Chloe was like, oh, like, let's because we wanted to get snacks, I think. Very, you know, very innocent idea until it turned not so innocent. And Chloe was like, oh, we'll just take my dad's truck. And I was like, oh, no, Chloe, that's really scary. Like, I don't think I we should do it. it. Yeah, and I think Chloe only had her permit, and she was like, no, it'll be fine, let's just do it. So Chloe's driving us to the little PX, it's just right down the street, and then we get our snacks, we get back into the car, and I was like, oh, like, I kind of want to drive the car, so, like, I think Chloe turned it on, and then we switched spots, and the car was just not moving, like, it would, like, just the brakes weren't working. Oh yeah, I kept just going backwards, and I was like, oh my god, are you what a neutral you? young lady? No, I don't, I know. <laughs> not all the way. We didn't turn oh. the car on all the way. Like, it was just halfway on, and we were, like, yeah. freaking out. We were like, oh, my God, what are we going to do? Like, it's just, it's just reversing. Like, nothing's happening. And then we realized, oh, we're just going to turn it on all the way. Oh, my God. It was- and then my question the is, where was I when this went down? You were not home, and I had to beg Jordan not to say anything. I was like, I was Oh, yeah. I think we bribed Jordan. <laughs> like, you had to bribe her with a snack. Don't dare say a word. And then when I tried to put the, like, the seat back to exactly where it was, and I remember a few days after, Dad was like, were you in the car? And I was like, what are you talking about? No, I wasn't in the car. And I was like, oh, fuck, I did it wrong. I didn't do it right. But Jordan, Jordan never ratted me out. No one ever knew. I think I told you, Mom, a few months ago, but. I know. Yeah, mom, did you know about that story? I don't think I ever would tell you that. No, definitely. I'm just hoping y'all didn't get stopped by the MPs, okay? Let's be real. <laughs> I know, right? Okay, so our next one is the infamous party. That, the infamous oh, yeah. party that I'm sent Chloe young. away. You think it was my idea? That's so funny. <laughs> okay, what about you, mom? Who do you, whose idea? Chloe's. Yeah, it was mine. It was, it was definitely fine. It was, well, Mom, it was at our home. You think Juliana would be like, hey, Chloe, let's, yeah. let's go back to your home? This was the first time I trusted you to be home alone by yourself <laughs> because she had work. I was giving her an inch because daddy was like, no, no. And I was like, she's not, she promised. And you know how I said, I'm. A, she's like, I promise I won't do anything wrong. Well, it was not really one of my but egg on my face on that. Go along with it, but it was also just a party of three. There was only three people there this whole time. It was me, Juliana, and Giselle. Yeah, that's it. There's. It was literally. I swear on everything. It was literally just the three of us, and. It definitely was not my idea because I was already mad at Chloe that night and I was on the verge of going home. Like, I think I remember calling my mom and I was like, mom, come pick me up because I'm so mad at Chloe. I actually got really mad at Chloe. But then I ended up staying and then we ended up drinking anyways. Yeah, sorry. But it was really just the three of us. A lot. Y'all drank too much. We did not even hospital. I don't think we drank that much. All I I do know is we made, I made mac and cheese. It was expired. And the milk was spoiled. And... Giselle, she, she, ended up puking, she ended up puking all of the, the mac and cheese. That was karma. Like swimming in the bathtub with 
throw up Mac. She was literally, yeah, she like, threw up on herself in the bathtub. Full noodles. All the noodles were like in the bathtub and she was just laying there like, Bleh. and we were like, oh my God. See, the key to the, to, you know, I didn't do a lot of dumb stuff, but the key, if you're going to do these things, like daddy was smart man. He raked the dirt. He saw footsteps. You guys left food wrappers in rooms and interesting stuff. Hopefully. And, and yeah, well, well, you said Chloe got sent to waste because Chloe got mad at her getting in trouble and and, and said, I don't care. I'm going to move to my dad's house. And I said, yeah, you are. You are. You are. You are. <laughs> well, you know what? We were young and dumb and I probably should have cleaned afterwards, but I didn't think about it. And yeah, everything you were hungover. Probably. Yeah, I mean, I would say at least it was just, at least we wanted to drink, probably, I think that might have been our first time drinking. Yeah, I was to, to the key, because, like, we let Jordan, like, the key is, if you would ask to do that in the house with respect of a dog. No. No, I wouldn't, because daddy did it to this one. No, I mean, if you're under supervision, I think it wouldn't have been as bad, because to me, I think the repercussions of you guys doing that by yourselves on a military on a military base yeah. had more ramifications than you guys could possibly imagine. If if an MP got called to the house or if one of y'all got hit, or I mean, so many things that would have backfired onto daddy that it wouldn't have been funny. Well, I but you guys like said you're young and stupid yeah. and you guys didn't think no, any of we, those we definitely outcomes would have yeah, We definitely expired. didn't think about that. Um, but I guess moving on. So as you guys know, we really love the bowling alley. Why did we love the bowling alley? Oh, we were always window shopping. Oh my god, it was amazing. So, we met some cute <laughs> Marines. Well, yada yada yada. Um, yeah, and then one time we hung out with them at the park. Whose idea was that? <laughs> that was a Juliana idea. Oh That's Juliana. I'm gonna go with that one too. I think it is Juliana. I'm gonna be fair because Juliana was boy crazy more than you. She was. I was know, boy crazy. She was. Oh, I also feel like she was boy crazy, and, but she was like a serial boy crazy. Like she had like serious yeah. relationships. She never was like single. I was the single one, so I feel like I would kind of get her to go along with me as like my my plus one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like be my wing, wing lady, being my wing lady. I don't obviously like nothing happened at the park. I think we were just talking, and then we were like, yeah, I. You guys were and I honestly don't even remember this no, story. Like, I don't even, so I like, don't remember doing this. It's not been important. I mean, I just remember, like, all hanging out, and then we get a text, like, come home now. And then we're like, gotta go. <laughs> I should go. <laughs> Thank goodness. Okay, well, so yeah, that was me, guys. I was a little boy crazy. Okay. And our mm, very last yeah. one. I don't think anybody, well, mom, I know you definitely don't know about this story. You might have an inkling. But I don't know. So should we give them a background first? Maybe like a little bit, guys. This one's a little, this is kind I don't, it's not illegal, essentially. But it's not the best story. This one's, this one was kind of crazy. This one was crazy. It was crazy. Um, well, we just had, I'll just say we, since we don't know. We wanted to do something, as in go off base and try to smoke weed for the first time. And so that's exactly what we did. No, but mind you, I was our mom. I was already kicked out at this point. I was already living. Oh yeah, Chloe it. was already kicked I out. Was this was my. This was our senior year. Christmas vacation. It was one of those vacations. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah when Chloe came to visit one time. Whose idea was it to sneak off base to go smoke weed? 
Sounds like Chloe. <laughs> I'm gonna say Juliana. It was Juliana, for sure. It was me. It was totally I wasn't me. even yeah. here at the time, mind you. So like who else who was gonna come up with the plan? I yeah. I just found out the place to stay. Cause we we knew our houses yeah. weren't going to either of your homes. Yeah, because yeah, we were both like oh, we're not gonna be able to leave. Yes. I remember Do you? This. Where did you guys stay? Giselle's, Giselle's house. I was gonna say I had to be the partner in crime. Yeah, no, she was our partner mm-hmm. in crime for a little while, actually. For a little bit. Got a brief, a brief moment. It was very Man. it was very funny. We have a video of us talking to each other in French. Okay. Yeah, it was it was a it was an amazing experience, I would say. So we got <laughs> and it was a really funny time. I remember we were driving back to get on base and we were listening to oh, that Snoop Dogg song. So what uh, we Oh yeah. <laughs> like we had the windows down because he was like, you guys are so high. He was like, act cool. Act cool. Like, we can't go on to base and you guys be acting high. So we just sat there. Like, literally <laughs> just sat there. And I remember, like, Giselle handed me a piece of gum. And I had no idea that it was gum. I was, like, looking at it. I was like, what is this? And it just, like, unfolded. And I was like, oh, gum. <laughs> I guess I'll eat it. <laughs> yeah, guys, not not our best moment. But we... Ugh, sorry, we just, had to, we just had to tell you guys that. You guys might not be proud, but whatever. Yeah. Honestly, those aren't all that bad. No. <laughs> these these are the worst ones we could think of. And party was that, pretty bad. But, it was yeah. a party, a party of three. Party yeah. of three. Yeah, we just wanted to make that very clear. Squashing that now. Because we have to lose, me and Juliana, at this point. With that being said, that was our, whose idea was it, game? I think out of those options, it was mostly me. Maybe I was the bad <laughs> after all. I don't know. I don't think so. Kind of seems like it. Mm-hmm. It's like the Scooby Doo thing. It was always Juliana's face, but under the mask was Chloe. <laughs> no, literally. I don't know. Honestly, I true. Chloe dropped the scene. That's what I think it is. Or even if like I would mention something, she would like say it, and then she would like we'd feed off of each other. So I don't know whose idea it really was. She could have just been making comments, and I would have been like, you know what? Let's actually do it. And I think just because I'm gonna find yeah. out, we do it. I don't know, but we yeah no one did anything that we didn't want to do it's not like i forced you to do anything vice versa and i think that yeah that's all that matters <laughs> i think what it was is that as long as we had one idea we were able to make it happen somehow no matter the yeah, consequence we, we, we were kind of just like we did kind of yeah <laughs> we're like let's just do it like i think we we both knew that in the end we would we were going to get in trouble or not so it's kind of like go big or go home right <laughs> no that's that's literally it better to ask I know, because it's, that's, that kind of resonates with how you guys were as teenagers. It was like, if I'm going to get in trouble, I better do it good. Yeah. And then we, <laughs> I think I like my punishment. We talk to each other all for two months. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll see you at school. It's fine. <laughs> literally, that was us. Yeah. That was literally us. But mm-hmm. with that being said, I guess that wraps up our podcast. Thank you guys so yeah. much for coming on. We'll have to do this again. Okay. Anytime. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. I wish I could give both of you such a big hug. Well, thank you guys so much again. We miss you guys. Okay. Bye, love you. Bye. 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 B